0: Welcome to another episode of Butterfly Kisses, A Journey of Spiritual Transformation. I am your host, Amy Gray Cunningham, and today I have a very special guest. Her name is Ashley. She is a psychic medium and spiritual teacher, and her goal is to bring healing to each and every one of her clients. And she has been communicating with spirits since she's been a child, and we're going to talk a little bit about that and what that's looked like. And everything she does comes from a place of love, and she sets positive intentions and has a way of making you feel relaxed and comfortable. So today, I would like for you all to please help me welcome Ashley to our show. And Ashley, please tell us a little bit about who you are and how did you get into the spirit realm and talking with spirit? Thank you. I'm super happy to be here Um, and it
1: is such a funny story, but I don't think it's much different than a lot of other people who have kind of found themselves going through a spiritual awakening or a journey. I have been doing this professionally for just about four years. However, I have been connected to spirit my entire life since childhood. Uh, my parents tell me stories about, you know, talking to people that they couldn't see or knowing things that no one else would know. Uh, and then over the years, just through mentorships, active development, taking classes really doing the work trying to figure out what does this all mean why do i have these extra feelings i started to really kind of come into my own and it's been a wild but absolutely beautiful journey now i could not imagine my life without it it's it just brings me so much happiness so what i do is i offer mediumship readings where we connect to loved ones on the other side i do spirit guide readings which we all have spirit guides you know those are the teams that are just around to watch over us and protect us, guide us. I do psychic readings, fertility readings, all sorts of things. And it has just been been phenomenal to watch and experience the development as it's come. And every reading that I've done, I think for me personally, not only does it help the person I'm connecting with, with their healing and their journey, but for me, it's eye-opening that there's so much more to the other side. And I just look at it as such a big blessing that what a gift to be able to
0: communicate and
1: be able to connect and I'm forever thankful for it.
0: Why do you think you were given this gift? I think we
1: all have it. I think for some of us, it's a bit more natural um, and others of us have to work a little bit harder to develop it, but we are spirit before we're human. And so I think it's very natural that each and every person on this planet is able to connect with spirit as long as we're open to it I always say, you know, it's, it's not so much about learning a whole new way to communicate. It's more about just being receptive to a new form of communication. It's more about how open do you want to be? How, how trusting do you want to be that you have this beautiful connection with spirit? And then are you going to trust yourself when you start to receive the information?
0: How does one, how how do you communicate with spirit? Let's ask that.
1: So it's very much like a puzzle, Um, and communication will be different for each and every person, but for me, it it is. It's very much like a puzzle where I will see an image, or they'll kind of play almost like, like if you envision a memory, you just see kind of bits and pieces of it, I'll see that, or... I will just hear a word or a phrase or sometimes it's a feeling in my body or like a sense of knowing where I like to say it's like the information is just downloaded into me. Um, I don't know where it comes from or how it gets there, but it's there. And then through my development, I've just learned how to take all those bits and pieces that I get, put them together in a way that I can relay them and that the sitter will understand.
0: How do you relay that? I mean, how do you understand the difference between what they're telling you what the spirit's actually telling you and making it up in your own head
1: yep that was a huge learning curve <laughs> that was probably the thing that took me the longest to get over is that doubt because when spirit comes in sometimes i will hear someone else's voice but 99 of the time it's my own voice so learning how to decipher what was mine versus what was not that that took some time and some trial and error um and i've just it what it really comes down to is just trusting you're not questioning what's coming in you're just here it comes i'm going to state it and the thing with mediumship readings is the information i'm receiving from spirit i know they're not my thoughts because i wouldn't know these things i wouldn't i wouldn't know that someone passed from a heart attack i wouldn't know that you have a dad on the other side you know i wouldn't know this information it just comes in and so because I don't doubt it anymore. As soon as it comes in, I just say it and I give it. And through experience and through readings with other people, I've just seen time and time again where they're like, yes, that makes sense. And that that kind of gives you the, the permission in a way to trust yourself more because you're seeing those validations.
0: So when you were speaking with spirit as a child, mm-hmm. were you actually seeing spirit? I mean, can you actually see spirit or is it is it just...
1: Yeah, so that
0: you you receive.
1: So each spirit's a little different. Some spirits will let me see them as clear as I can see you. Other spirits won't show me themselves at all. It's more just a feeling that they're there. When I was a kid, I was very open. So I would just see spirit anywhere, anytime. But when I was young, I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was normal. So it didn't scare me. Um, I didn't doubt myself because it was just like somebody was telling me something and I just accepted it. Then as I got a little bit older and I started to learn not everyone has these experiences, I started to doubt myself. And I really started to become very fearful of what I was experiencing and what I was seeing. So it started to kind of shut down. I wasn't really receiving quite as much, especially right around like puberty, kind of that that age, uh, which is probably a blessing because I think you're going through enough during that time anyway. Uh, But then when I kind of got into my late teens, early 20s, I started to have experiences again, and I was still fearful of it, but it wasn't going away. So I was like, I have to see what this is about and started taking classes and learning that there wasn't anything to fear. And the more that I started to let go of my fear, the more I started to open back up and see things again.
0: I think for some people, when they think of seeing spirit, they think of the movie, The Sixth Sense.
1: Yes. Was it like
0: that for for you or?
1: Not really. Um... I can't remember in detail what it was really like as a child, although I feel like it was just super clear when I was a kid. Now it is, although some spheres I can see as clear as I can see you, there's a difference about them. They're not necessarily translucent, but there's like a, there's a glow around them. And you. it's one of those things where if you were to look, let's say you were to look in the corner of your room and you were to use your imagination and say, what would it look like if there was, if there was a woman standing there? And in your mind, you use your imagination to say, okay, she's got brown hair, she's in a pink dress, and you could kind of imagine what that would look like. That's how I see it. So it's it's very much kind of as if I was imagining it, but I can actually see it, if that makes sense.
0: Can you say that you believe every person has the ability to speak with spirit? Yes. Why do you believe that? To me, the
1: way, the, and okay, there's a couple different layers to this. So. With us being spirit before we're human, we chose to incarnate here on earth. We chose the experiences. And so because we're a soul first, to me, it doesn't make any sense as to why we wouldn't be able to connect with where we come from, what our true essence is. And then also through my own development, through connecting with my own spirit guides, divine source energy or God, whatever it is that you refer to it as, just through those connections, I've seen time and time again, other people being able to say, I saw this or I experienced this, but it was just a one-time thing. But it's not a one-time thing. It's it's just, again, it's how often are you going to open yourself up to it? How trusting are you going to be? And the more open that you are, the more present that you are, the more you're going to be able to see these subtleties and these ways that spirit communicates with you. So I definitely think each and every one of us has the ability to do it. It's just some of us choose to accept it and develop it and others of us fear it or are just not
0: interested in it. Now, what do you tell people who, who feel like they're open and want or want to be open, but yet, and really want to hear from their loved ones on the other side, but haven't received a message from them? Yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, the first thing I tell them is we want to try to identify are there blockages, are there fears? Because sometimes we will really want to hear from a loved one on the other side, but there's still some sort of subconscious fear of, but what if I see them? Will I freak out? What if What if they try to communicate with me? Will. Will I ignore it? There's sometimes there's a fear there or if sometimes it could stem from religion, always being told that this is evil or this is wrong and this is bad. And so we always wanna kind of identify if there are fears and why they're present so that we can start to remove those fears understanding them healing them moving past them and then we oftentimes in this world it's so busy that we're we're stuck in the future or we're stuck in the past and so many of us are not present on a regular basis we're thinking about work and our chores and our grocery list and what we have to do but if we bring our awareness into the present moment that's where we're going to recognize the signs that spirit is sending, because it can be something as simple as your loved one popping up in your mind for absolutely no reason at all. That could be them communicating. It could be seeing a beautiful bird outside that catches your attention or finding a penny on the ground. And when you see these things or experience these things, if your mind goes straight to that loved one, you can trust 100% that that's who it came from. But that's where people get stuck is they doubt they chalk it up to coincidence or they're not present enough to recognize when these things are showing up.
0: How can you trust that that is from I mean, how how can you absolutely trust that? Obviously, obviously, you've been doing this for a long time. So, you know, but how how can someone who hasn't absolutely trust that?
1: It's really one of those things where there's no right or wrong way to do it. You just have to jump in and do it. You just have to convince yourself. Yes this is a sign, I accept it. And so when I do mentorships, uh, one of the exercises that I always have my students do is, okay, for the next two to three weeks, everything that you see that gets your attention, you're going to accept it as a sign. We're not even gonna question it. Doesn't matter if you're right or wrong, we're just going to accept it. Because what that does is it starts to teach your brain that, okay, I'm recognizing that and I'm accepting it. I recognize that and I accept it without the doubt being present. And eventually, just like with anything else, the more that you do it, the easier it becomes. And really, once you start to accept things and you recognize the signs that are coming in, you start to notice more and more and more. And it really opens up that that communication with you and your loved
0: ones. So it's all about changing your thought process and yep. your brain waves to, yep. to something different. Very changing much so. Interesting. hmm yeah. So what do you tell people when you, what are their reactions when you tell them that you're a medium?
1: (laughs) It goes one of two ways. Either they are, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And they ask me a million questions or I get a dirty look or the kind of the, oh, okay. And then they don't know what else to say after that.
0: (laughs) What did your family say when you told them that you were doing this for a living?
1: Oh, I, it's so funny because although this has been a part of my life forever, it was only a very small group within my family that actually knew I was trying to develop. And although I had probably talked about it my whole life, the majority of my family never believed me, just kind of chalked it up to a wild imagination, or I was an overly sensitive child. And it wasn't until I really started doing this professionally where my family started becoming interested. And most of them are very supportive. Even my my 80-year-old grandparents, they're like, I don't understand a lick of what you do. I don't know if I believe it, but it makes you happy. So we're on board. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. It's it's been a it's been a really it's been a really great experience. Although there are, of course, some members who think this is wrong and this is fake and I shouldn't be doing this. Those who are most important to me support me whether they understand it or not. And that's that's what matters.
0: You say that speaking with with spirit is simply a matter of learning to become receptive to a new way of communication. Yep. Tell us a little bit more about becoming that antenna. Or I mean, do we do we meditate? Do we what do you what do you do when you're working with people that you're mentoring? How do you how do you go about teaching them to become receptive?
1: So it kind of goes back to changing your perception, changing the way that you experience things, the way that you look at things. And the easiest way to start becoming more receptive is to start doing things that bring you into the present moment. So with my students, and I know this was super helpful in my own development, doing things like going out in nature and taking a walk and really paying attention to your five senses, choosing one thing at a time to focus on. So if you're walking and you can feel the, the sun on your face, Really feel it. What like? What does that feel like? Or if you can hear the birds chirping, really hone in. Can you pick up on maybe how many birds you can hear? Or are there high and low tones? Can you decipher the differences? Uh, Looking, look at the colors vividly. Look at the details on things that you're seeing. Honing in on your five senses is what is is one of the things that will really help you to become more receptive because. With spirit, the way that they communicate is they're going to use your five senses. They're going to show you things, bring thoughts into your mind. Uh, You may not actually hear a voice, but all of a sudden you may just be driving down the road and you hear something that your grandmother would say. And you'd be like, oh, she would say that all the time. I wonder why that popped in my mind. She's trying to let you know she's there. So That is probably the best way to start becoming receptive is to really hone in on your five senses. And that brings you into the present moment because you can't do that if you're in the past or in the future, you have to be present in that moment. And then once we start working on that, it kind of moves into intuitive intuitive exercises. So for example, having a, a deck of playing cards, randomly choosing a card without looking at it and just sitting with it and asking yourself, is it a red or black card? What's the number on it? What's the suit on it? And just playing with it to see, did you get anything right? And learning to just trust that first thought
0: that comes to your mind. That's a fun game to play. Yes. (laughs) I love playing that game actually. (laughs) I'm doing it with with Wordle right now. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. And it should be fun. Like your development should be fun.
1: And I always tell people, like, once it becomes a chore, you're not going to want to do it anymore. So we want to pick things that are fun. I even like to mute the TV and try to see if I can, I can't read lips. So mute the TV and try to see if I can figure out what they're saying or watch a crime show, pause it, you know, 15 minutes in and see if I can figure out the ending
0: and then watch it to see if I was right. That's pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I might have to try to do that. <laughs> I like that idea. That's pretty cool. So when people come to you for a reading, how do you connect with their loved one? What if they want to, you know, speak with their grandfather, but their mother's coming through and yeah. they don't want to talk to their mother? How does, how does that work? I mean, can you control who comes through or... You can't control who comes through
1: in a reading. I've learned through the years that spirit does what spirit wants to do. But most of the time, the person you're hoping to hear from is the person who comes through. There are instances where maybe every member of your family comes through, but the one person you wanted to hear from didn't. And while that's rare, what I tell people is if they don't come through, it doesn't mean they're not with you. It doesn't mean they don't wanna talk. It doesn't mean they don't love you. It simply means that spirit knows what we need when we need it. We know what we want. We very rarely know what we need. So trusting that spirit knows what you need versus what you want. That's what I try to encourage my clients to understand is what we're doing today is meant to bring you the most healing possible, the most guidance, support, reassurance, whatever it is that you're needing. And if we can just trust, we can let go of expectations, trust that whoever and whatever needs to come forth will it'll make all the difference in the world. But most of the time, if you're hoping to hear from a grandfather, your grandfather will pop in. There may be other members too, but most of the time, if you have someone on your mind, they know you want to talk to them and they'll come through.
0: you ever had to give a reading where the message that came through was one that the person didn't want to hear? Yes. <laughs> yeah. How, how did you go about doing that? And
1: So with spirit, I always, part of my boundaries that I have with spirit is I never want to know anything that isn't going to be beneficial to the client. So, you know, I don't want to know when they're going to die because that's not beneficial. I don't, I want to know what is going to bring the most healing. And there has been times where let's say I've sat with a client and a mother or a father comes through and they had a pretty traumatic, it's a pretty traumatic uh, relationship with them. Sometimes I can feel that and I'll say, this feels like this is gonna be a heavy message or are you open to this? And if they say yes, it's not up to me to kind of decide what I give and what I don't. If spirit gives it to me, as long as you're open to it, I'm gonna relay it. And most of the time, the person I'm sitting with just kind of absorbs it. And sometimes they kind of laugh it off and go, oh my gosh, that doesn't sound like them at all. I don't see them wanting to take responsibility for things. They would never do that. And, I just remind them, I'm like, when we pass, we leave behind our ego and our limitations and everything that was hard and heavy about us. And so even though you may have had a traumatic experience or relationship with this person, they're coming through to take that responsibility. They're coming through to show understanding, help you heal, because it's not doing anyone any good to hold on to those things. And so just trying to gently guide them through it as long as they're open to it. And for the most part, most people are pretty receptive of it.
0: Do you think that having a mediumship reading for someone who's grieving, do you think it helps the grieving process? Very much.
1: Very much. I do usually recommend waiting at least three to six months after losing a loved one before scheduling a reading, because immediately after a loved one has passed, your grief is so heavy and so present that sometimes that grief can kind of get in the way of you actually absorbing what it is that your loved ones come through with. So, if we give it 3 to 6 months, you've kind of allowed yourself some time to heal, process what happened, and then you're more receptive of whatever they have to share when they come through.
0: So, do you believe being a medium and working with spirit? Do you do you believe or do you understand what it's like for for spirits when they cross? Do you do you think that we actually die? Um, I think our physical self dies. I do not
1: think our energy or our our true essence dies. I think that goes on. Then the wonderful thing that I've noticed through connecting with so many spirits over the years is it seems as though just as we create our own realities here in this world, as spirit, we get to create our own reality. We create our, you know, each transition looks different for each person. Um, we experience different things on the other side. And I very much think that's because, as a soul, we have individuality, and we get to choose what meets our needs, what makes us feel good, and what we want to learn and what we want to experience.
0: Do you think that when someone passes or crosses over, and the loved one on this side of the plane is constantly talking to the to the to the one that's passed, do you think that that holds the spirit here, or do you think that that just Keeps them connected. And... it just
1: keeps them connected. I am a firm believer. And again, just through what I've experienced over the years, is spirits don't get stuck. And we can't get stuck here. It's, our soul has lived lives time and time again before this one. And so it knows what to do when it passes. And so it doesn't need anyone's help to transition. It doesn't get stuck. When you speak to your loved ones, it just again, opens up that communication, whether you're speaking out loud, or you're thinking in your head, either way, they can hear you and their energy. So they're not limited to one space, they could be with you and off doing something else at the same exact time, just because energy is energy and it's not limited to a physical location.
0: Do you think that they have a purpose in heaven? Like I, I know my my grandfather is probably creating some sort of inventions or something up there, but
1: <laughs> Yeah, I do. I think that the soul the soul is all about growth. And so whether it chooses to learn lessons and grow here, and then after we pass, it chooses to learn lessons and grow there. I think we we are always trying to evolve. We are always trying to experience different things to help our soul become more well-rounded and more advanced. And so while I don't know exactly what they're doing over there, um, I think that they are making the most of it. And I know they're there to guide their loved ones that are still here. Um, I know that they are leveling up sort of, you know, as a spirit and just more and more and more. And I don't think that really ever stops.
0: The question I keep asking a lot of my guests, but do you, speaking with many different spirits and all, do you have any idea or concept where heaven actually is?
1: I very much think it exists all around us. I think it's just a different vibration that we, our physical eyes and our physical self cannot see or sense because it's such a high vibration. So here on earth is kind of the lowest vibration that you can get. It's this is where we experience the hard stuff, the the illnesses, the the violence, things like that. So this is the lowest vibration you can get. Heaven is going to be that highest vibration. And so I think it exists all around us, but it is not, again, not limited to one location. I think it goes far beyond just this earthly plane.
0: Why would spirits want to incarnate? Why would we want to incarnate in this world then? (laughs) You'd you'd be surprised how often I get that question. And I've asked that question
1: a ton. Why would I choose this? And the thing is, it's, it's the lessons. It's the learning. Earth is very much of a school. And this is where our soul comes to learn the hard lessons, the big lessons, because this is the only space where we can experience duality. And there's a lot of learning that comes from that. And so even the really hard things that you go through in this lifetime, your soul chose that before it came in, because there's something from it that you're supposed to be learning to help with that soul's advancement.
0: So you said uh, you were talking about spirit guides as well. And I firmly believe in spirit guides. Can you talk a little bit more about spirit guides and that you do spirit guide reading? So do you help Mm -hmm. people get in touch with and find out who their spirit guides are?
1: Every single one of us has spirit guides and some of our guides will be with us from birth till death. Other spirit guides will sort of transition throughout different phases of our lives. And we all have access to them. You don't have to be a medium, you don't have to be super you know, spiritually advanced. We all have access to our own spirit guides. And while they'll always be there to guide us, it's always super important to take the time to actually invite them in. And the reason for that is because we have free will. So unless it's a life or death situation they can only intervene so much until we finally say okay here i am i'm ready come in and when we invite them in you're going to notice a difference you really will life will shift and it may not be an easy shift but it's a good shift you have to trust that they're really going to help to move you where you need to be but in order to connect with your guides doing things like meditating Automatic writing doing something that you really enjoy that kind of puts you into that euphoric state of mind. Those are all really great ways to help you connect with them and Especially in the beginning. I wouldn't be too concerned about trying to see them or what what's their name or what do they look like. None of that really matters. When you first start, you want to just get comfortable with the energy of them. And then once you're comfortable with the energy, you can kind of advance from there and start asking them to give you more or show you more. But meditation, whether it's traditional meditation or active meditation, is the absolute best way to connect with them.
0: So what kind of things do they help with? What what can you ask them to do?
1: Everything and anything. (laughs) Um, They are not limited to any one aspect of life. They will help you with your spiritual stuff. They will help you with relationships, with work, with finances, with your health. Uh, I mean, everything, because that's what they're there for, is to guide you in this experience of life. And while you may ask for something, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get it. They're going to bring forward or guide you to what is meant for you what is going to serve your highest good. And again, that kind of comes back to, we know what we want, but don't always know what we need. And so you can ask them for anything and then just be open to the way that that might need to manifest because you may ask for something and before it can manifest in a way that's gonna serve your highest good, there may be some other aspects of life that have to fall, fall apart first. And that's where people start to panic is, oh my gosh, this isn't what I asked for, but it is. Just give it time and trust it.
0: I'm with you on that one, yep. I, <laughs> I asked for things, and it's like, Wow, why did I ask for that? <laughs> I know <laughs> it's all about the experience. I'm told yep. it's all about the experience. <laughs> so, you have soul assessment and healing on your website. Tell us a little bit about what that means and what, what do you offer there? So
1: with a soul assessment, that's a 90-minute session, and it's held virtually, so I don't use Zoom, but it's an app similar to Zoom, and we go in deep. We go in deep to your soul. We dive into Akashic Records. We dive into past lives. We dive into your experiences here on This Life to figure out, do you have blockages? What are your goals? What might be holding you back? We look a little bit into your future, connect with your spirit guides. We do so much in the soul assessment and I, you know, that is something that I always encourage those who are really interested in growing, really interested in developing in some way, whether it's your own personal development or it's spiritual development. I think that that is a session that will really give you that push or be a very eye-opening experience to help you see, okay, this is the direction we need to go in or maybe this is something we need to focus on.
0: What is your, you have psychic reading subscriptions as well. So people can email you questions.
1: Yeah. Yep. So with the psychic subscription with that subscription, I don't offer mediumship. So we don't connect to loved ones in that, but if you're just wanting monthly guidance, you, every month you send me an email and you can ask up to two questions. And same time, sometime that month, I will email you back with, card pulls and what Spirit is showing me in reference to your questions or the areas of your life that you're wanting to focus on.
0: And you also do virtual groups and private group readings. How does that work?
1: So I'm located in North Texas in the DFW area. If you are in this area and you want to schedule a private group with, you know, five, six, seven people or so, um, you would just schedule and I'd come to you wherever you're located in the general area. If you're anywhere else in the world, it would be a virtual group, um, and I just send out a, a link, like a like a Zoom link, and you send it to all the guests who are attending, and we just do a virtual group. And in the small groups, every single person that attends is guaranteed their own individual time with Spirit.
0: So you do individual readings within the group, yes, for yep. for their loved ones to come through, or yep. yeah, pretty cool.
1: Yeah, those are those are really fun because individual sessions are wonderful but when you get a group there's so much energy that comes in that it really it's it, there's a lot of high vibration going on and for me I don't know if anyone else picks up on it but I just get super excited when a group comes in I'm like okay let's do it
0: I'm ready <laughs> I have a group of girlfriends I'm telling you we may we, we get together with we, yeah. something we have to do Stop absolutely saying. girls <laughs> pay attention <laughs> Well, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today about mediumship or connecting with loved ones? And this has been such an exciting conversation, I loved it. Well, thank you.
1: I think the only thing that I would really want to try to make sure that people understand or they're at least open to is spirit is a beautiful thing. It is nothing to fear. You do not have to be a medium in order to connect with your own loved ones. We all have access to our loved ones on the other side. We all have access to our spirit guides. And so again, as long as you're open to it, as long as you're receptive, you can ask them for signs. You can ask them for guidance or to make themselves known and be open to the way that they're gonna do that. But there's no reason to fear spirit. There's nothing scary that's gonna hurt you or spirit never tries to harm you or do anything that would make you fear them. Fear Fear comes from our ego and our own limiting beliefs. And so education, experience, receptiveness, all those things will really help you to just have a healthier, more trusting relationship with those on the other side. But every single one of us is able to do it. And I very much encourage every single one of us to do it.
0: I love it. I love it. Now, if you had the opportunity, which you probably do to speak with someone, whether it be that person be dead or alive for an hour on a park bench, who would it be? And what would you talk about? Oh, that's easy. It would be my grandmother she she was the
1: person that very much pushed me she was she's also or she was also very sensitive to spirit she always kind of knew who was there and i she was the one that i would run to and say oh my gosh this happened i saw this and i'd be hysterical just panicked and her response was always ashley say hi and i'm not talking to them no way i don't want to do it And she'd always just give me that gentle push. I can remember being eight years old and her and I just floating around in her pool at night, looking up at the stars. And she's talking to me about reincarnation. What are my thoughts on it? How do I feel about it? If I was to reincarnate, who would I be or what would I do? And it was conversations like that, that as a kid really opened me up to spirit is a beautiful thing. And I was in my early twenties when she passed. And right before she got sick, I remember she told me, she said, you need to do this. And she goes, if you don't, when I die, I'm going to haunt you and force you to do it. And I laughed at it. I chalked it up. So yeah, okay. And no kidding. Six months after she passed, I started hearing things, seeing things. And I was, I was like, this is it. I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. But it led me to my mentor and it led me to classes and it led me to my development. And she is, she is my saving grace. She is absolutely the person I would sit with on a on a park bench any day. <laughs>
0: my grandmother is too she's always around as well she sends yep. me and they're wonderful like that <laughs> they are they are she yeah she she's always around as well I well it. Ashley thank you so much for sharing your journey with us and uh, hopefully somebody will reach out and want to have a reading and I may push the girls to have a, a group reading you never know we'll see
1: I would love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much for having me. And if anyone is interested in scheduling a reading, you can just go to ashleyspiritualmedium.com and all my
0: information is there. Perfect. And I will also have that in the show notes as well. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Butterfly Kisses, A Journey of Spiritual Transformation. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe by hitting the subscribe button. This way you won't miss it when a new episode is released. Also, if you're interested in learning more about Akashic Record readings, you can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with me by visiting my website at amygraycunningham.com. Again, thank you. And remember, always spread your gorgeous wings, my friend, and fly. Until next time, see ya.